do you have any Samsung TVs in your household? <laughs> mm-hmm. Just wait for you. <laughs> no, no, <Okay>. no. <laughs> Well, um, you know, aside from something that initially works very well and then continues to work less well, uh, you know, month after month after you purchase it, aside from that delightful feature of the Samsung television, one Mm. other thing that they have is they have a TV. They have like a, like a, it's not. TV has a TV, huh? Sounds pretty, pretty inventive. Stick with me here. (laughs) It's not. They have a, a series of like TV channels. Okay. That they it makes it seem like they are sort of uh, terrestrial or something you would get over cable, mm-hmm. but the weirdest thing is that each channel, uh, with the ex- there's obvious exceptions, but for the most part, a lot of the channels are just a single show that they play okay. like every episode of. But like, are so these real like, shows or are these like yeah. Samsung is like you know, well, no. uh, uh, Mister and Mrs. Samsung. You'd yeah. think so, but no, it's like there's the Top Gear channel, and you just go to that Top Gear channel, and it just plays random episodes from Top Gear all day long, 24-7. Sounds like that Pluto, t- Pluto TV. Is it? Pluto. Is that, yeah, yeah. is that Pluto? Is that what Pluto is like? Yeah, Pluto, Pluto, there you go. It's going to get to oh, eventually. Yeah. It's Love that-, that character from Andor. Yeah, because you go there, right? And you're on there, and it's just like, hey, you just want to watch... Uh, Friday the 13th? Well, we just have a network that just plays eight of them. Just over and over again. Yeah, but not all eight. It'll be just eight of the Friday the 13th movies. And it just is on repeat, and that's just what they do. Or uh, One time I saw that they had the Kelly Clarkson Show channel, and that's all they played was Kelly Clarkson Show. And I was just like, she has a show? Yeah, I had a simpler uh, or a similar revelation to that a little while ago. Uh, there was a place when I used to live in a, you know, before I moved, uh, there was a place where I used to get like Mediterranean food from. And every Mm -hmm. time I would go there and be waiting for my order, they would have the Drew Barrymore show on, uh, just on it. Yeah. And I was like, Whoa, Drew Barrymore has a daytime talk show. This was news to me. I don't have cable. So this is why it's news to me, but still I was, uh, I was gobsmacked. Like the fire, fire starter, starter herself. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, it's never going to get any better than that. Yeah, I think we're good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I'm- Let's go. go. You know we gotta keep it hype all day and night like this. Showing love when we can. Shout out to the super fans, uh huh. You don't really wanna miss Pop Soccer, stay lit. So if you ready, we ride and take it back to the 90s. From movies to the video games, just a couple of nerds keep it so entertaining. Hey, Pop Saga. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pop Saga. The podcast that pops your culture because that's the only thing we've got to do. This week, we're going to keep it a little chill. Uh, the up to the minute almost reaction for Mandalorian season three took it out of me. And I, I think it took it out of Forrest too. That was it's too much work, uh, too much, too fast. So instead, we're going to keep it chill, kind of see where the night takes us. I did ask 
our Discord channel. Click plug for it. They kind of give me some ideas of what to talk about, so we'll talk about whatever things are on there. I think we had one reply, and I'll take that one reply. I'm John, and as always, I'm joined by Forrest. Forrest, let me ask you a question. Sure. Do you hate it when you order something from a Chinese food restaurant, and it's, you know, it's like beef and black bean sauce, but 93% of it is bell pepper? I really wish I had the uh, Seinfeld <laughs> sting there. It would have worked a lot better, but you, you, you get what you get at McDonald's today. Uh, no, I agree. Uh, I do not care for that. Uh, when you get your, your meal back and there's like literally two hunks of meat and the rest is uh, veg that you got to know costs a lot less for the uh, restaurant to purchase uh, in bulk and you're kind of like ooh, they pulled one over on me uh not a fun discovery i i would I, say i mean it was an obscene amount of bell pepper like an obscene amount like at this point it just should have been called bell pepper beef because at least that would be true be like yes there's a lot of bell pepper but nope nope it was a, yeah it was like a piece of beef and then like 20 bell peppers and guess what i'm not that big of a fan of bell pepper that's right me neither hot take i um i i i can't very digest it very well i i have a problem with a lot of those nightshade vegetables and bell pepper being a big offender gives me terrible indigestion so when i see bell pepper i avoid it that means this is going to be a lot of you know a lot of black bean bell pepper left on the plate and that's not very fun yeah, no, at that point, you're just leaving two-thirds of the thing that's supposed to be there. It, it reminded me of the Simpsons episode where uh, Gary Coleman was a security guard. Mm. And, he, and they were, yeah, stick with me here. And uh, Bart and Lisa were trying to sneak around, and they were listening to his phone call. And he was like, I forget what he called. He's like, uh, Empress Chinese, yeah, I ordered the galaxy of prawns, and there was only three prawns in my dish. I hardly think that constitutes a galaxy. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. And then, you know, they discovered that the phone was unplugged. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> so there you go. Ah, terrific episode. Terrific episode. Only slightly tainted by the fact that I just heard Molly Shannon t- tell a fairly terrible story about uh, our friend Gary Coleman. I don't have the um, uh, curb your enthusiasm sting, so we're just going to we're gonna leave that like a fart down aisle. Uh, I'll just. I just mean, yeah, I'm not gonna it. go into it. Look it up, John. I have to ask: yeah, Are ahead. you enjoying anything of an I alcoholic uh, beverage of nature? I am. This up. <laughs> This just into the newsroom. Shocking dis- di- discovery. <laughs> Out of the, the Pop Saga studios, both hosts have alcoholic beverages. News at five. Um, yeah, you know, they don't always work. Uh, <laughs> also, I accidentally hit the uh, background music for news because it's right next to my <laughs> elevator music that I use for this. Oh, okay. Well, fair enough. You know what? In that case, I'm going to give you a props for the pivot thanks thanks i tried yeah. to roll with it uh you know you know i had nothing 
and uh, that's okay. That's okay. You can sometimes too. Sometimes you know we we have to fail to learn, uh, and I always fail to learn. <laughs> <laughs> but John, uh, why don't you tell me what sort of frosty beverage you are drinking? Uh, yes. Well, I um, had a birthday this past weekend. And... <laughs> That's the happiest birthday to you. Thank uh, you. Thank you. <laughs> no, no, that's not how you say it, but the close enough. And in a uh, basket, a gift basket, a literal gift basket, was two cans of Trader Vic's Mai Tai. Ooh. So it is Trader Vic's Mai Tai, made with rum. That's good. Home of the original Mai Tai. And they say it is made with real ingredients, aged rum, lime juice, cane sugar, and natural flavors. So that's beef taint. And then it asked me to drink responsibly. Excuse me, John? Did you just say beef taint? Yeah, yeah. That's what natural flavors are. Is that what are. natural flavors yeah, are? Yeah, it's, it's like beef taint and beaver nose and glands. It's That's how they get that natural flavor in you. Okay. Okay, yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and take your word for it because I... I hopefully don't know what beef tastes uh, taste like, but uh, how are this? How is this Mai Tai? It, yeah, it's interesting. Mm, okay, well, that's not exactly a ringing endorsement, I have to say. I think whatever aged rum they use has a uh, cinnamon uh, turn to it, so it kind of. So it's like yeah. a spice rum. Uh, no, I wouldn't call it there. It has like it's like someone walked it through a big red like factory so it's got <laughs> a little not, bit of the that's not uh, a good that doesn't sound good at all it's it the best way i could describe it it's like a caramelly hawaiian punch okay interesting you so know like there's sweet fruit juice flavor for a moment feels like hawaiian punch then you get that sugar cane cinnamony thing that just tastes more like caramel the real tickle of spice, but it's not like a spice spice drum. It's not like the Kraken or, you know, Captain Morgan or whatever. Or Malibu. Or, yeah. Malibu. yeah. Whatever those things. Yeah, I think Captain Morgan has one. They got one that's shaped like a, 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 a cannonball. Right? Rum. Anyway, yeah. that sounds... Uh, you know, I to me, it sounds good. But whenever I hear Trader Vic's, I have a very like powerful sense memory because the last time I was at Trader Vic's, I had uh, I was the recipient of maybe the worst hangover I've ever had in my entire life. Those sugary drinks, they, they are dangerous. Uh, I mean, they will get you. In Hawaii, where I was a few weeks ago, I had an excellent Mai Tai there. Um, this is not it. This yeah. is not it. No, Hard but to- it, Hard to match that kind of, you know, there's one thing about having, you know, I'm sure the Mai Tai was good, but also the place you're having it in just elevates the Mai Tai to a to a degree that a canned Mai Tai or a Mai Tai in a bottle, pre-mixed cocktail, uh, in your office probably just can't measure up to. Yeah, I just kind of wish I would have <laughs> took another finished long drink to be fair but i have another can of these to drink so uh, i'll give them a good old college try anyway that's what i'm drinking how about yourself well happy birthday to you uh, john i am drinking a custom cocktail that i made myself uh, uh comprised of uh 
bourbon from Trader Joe's, the Trader Joe's brand bourbon, mixed with Virgil's root beer. Root beer and bourbon with a squeeze of lime. You don't think it'll be good, and, and then it's not. Cheers. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, you lost this is one of the things it. I've never tried before, and mm. I lo- actually looked it up online. I was like, can you mix bourbon and uh, root beer? And the answer was a resounding yes. And um, I don't know. You know what? Here's the thing. Don't believe everything you read online. Mm. There's a lesson here. I could have told you that. I was like, your Virgil's? Oh, no. That fennel that has a real strong fennel-like taste to it. Weird, funky after yeah. Not a fan. Virgil's. You got a cool-looking can cover, but Henry Weinhardt got you beat it. Every day I'm a bigger week. fan of Henry Weinhardt. I, yeah. I have to. I, you know what? I would even take an A&W. Over oh. uh, over Virgil's any day of the week. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's probably fair. just maybe Barks. I'm not a huge Barks fan. I understand yeah. it has bite, but yeah, I don't want it. I don't want that bite. Barks keep your bite. It's yeah, not... more like Barks bites. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, good times. I hope everyone could tell I was doing the Ray Liotta laugh like when you did that one. I was like, <laughs> I couldn't tell. Well, fuck it then. Why are we still doing? <laughs> what? What is the Ray Liotta laugh from? What? It's the it's the gif where he does. I forget it. It's oh, from Goodfellas. Yeah, where he's just, you know, he does the laugh, and that was that's what I was doing. Yeah, he has a real kind of wheezy laugh in that in that moment because he's you know he's one of the he's a made man and he's out at a club but he's having a good time. I guess I don't know. It's been a long time since I saw Goodfellas. Good movie though. Yeah, it's That's right. Here's a hot take from Forrest of Pop Saga. Good fellas, good flick. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Maybe we should do that more often. We just get like one of those takes. You just like you ask about a movie. If you've seen it, you just give your like one tagline, your one X statement uh, for good those take. in the know. Yeah. Good fellas, great film. And that's yeah. it. And you just good like. Flick. Oh. Good flick, Good. Uh, maybe sick. That'll be the okay. <laughs> fair, the enough. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Fair uh, enough. You know what? Here's an impression that I'm. I'm. I'm work- I haven't got. I haven't uh, like nailed it down, but I am working on it because you know I'm. I mentioned. I think I mentioned this in the cold open, and I don't know if it, it made in, into it, but or it into the actual show. But my Samsung TV has a bunch of channels that have a single show that are featured on them, and that's all they play. And one of those channels is the Unsolved Mysteries channel. <laughs> and so it's, yeah. No, see, now I got you. Now I have your attention. Finally. But I'm trying. I want to get a Robert Stack. Oh, it's just, that'll. It's hard because it's so ephemeral. It's a lot about like the cadence more than like the sound of the voice. Yeah, well, do you have your do you have your line? You know, like the one line. I need an on ramp. I need an on ramp, uh, but I don't have it yet, and so, I can't be from airplane because that's a different Robert Stack. I feel like no, no, you know where your on ramp should come up come from? The Transformers movie eighty six when he's trying to open the <laughs> matrix of leadership. He's like, "Damn it, open! You're supposed to light our brightest hour," and then he gets blown up on the the junk planet. That's <laughs> should be your. No, I mean, like, because that is, like, almost too much emoting for Robert Stack. I want, like, the sort of dead-eyed, I'm talking about someone who was actually killed, Unsolved Mysteries, uh, Robert Stack. I've, but, see, I think you need you need emotional stack 
yeah. for you to be able to find like the 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 terrifying highs and desperate lows that his voice could get. You know, versus like, and so I, I can't even, I can hear his voice clear as day. I could not right? even pretend. I just wanted to come out of my mouth tonight. <laughs> nope. Tonight on nope. Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> something needs something there. It's like, a, it needs a breathiness, but yeah. also like a terrifying command of, uh, of, of all his, he was so enunciated and, uh, and dramatic. While even like just almost, Delivering mm-hmm. with a deadpan. I don't know. I don't have it, but I'm working on it. So there's hey. something to look forward to. There you go. There you go. Um, people did discover today that I had a pocket Sean Connery. Oh wow! How does how is that? <laughs> how are they just now? Do they not know you? Or well, it's not like I go walking around and be like, "Hi, my name's John." Did you know that I can do Sean Connery's voice pretty badly? Let me show you how. <laughs> No, someone was talking about Alcatraz, and I just went, welcome to the rock. And they were like, <laughs> oh, what is it? And then I have to do my whole bit where I pretend like Sean Connery really does all, like, he believes he does all his, you know, the shit in the movies are real. Like, you know, the whole sure, dragon yeah. heart. You know, I'm dragon and dragon heart. I did my own flying stunch. Or, you know, like Alcatraz, I escaped there three times before, so I did it again in the film. You know, like that type of shit. <laughs> sure, but, yeah. So when they were just saying, like, you know, talk about Alcatraz, I just, I don't know. I don't think about Alcatraz other than the movie The Rock. So that's what happened. They went, wow, that's amazing. How did you learn how to do that? And I could not say how I learned how to do that out loud because I would have got sent to HR. I and, understand, huh? You know... Mm-hmm. It is. It's weird. How I mean, I guess my biggest question is, how did you get Owen Wilson to be at your birthday party? Because <laughs> I, you were just very clearly said that they were like, wow, wow. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's look. I'm an impressive dude. That's what it's going to come down to. And uh, I, I, I know some people. That's it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, every. I mean, hopefully, everyone knows some people, but the not the people that you know. And I well, guess, and I would say everybody who listens to this podcast would know that you are a very impressive guy. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, wow, man, that made me feel pretty good. All right, we can end this. Uh, All right, we can see. end it. Let's end this real quick. Let's end it. Well, I got a note. I got what I want out of it. I feel good. <laughs> Later, Forrest. You suck. What? <laughs> Robert Stack? More like Robert Stank. I'm out. Little did John know, that was the last he would ever say to his podcast partner. <laughs> nope, nope, still Robert Stank. I'll get there, I'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I just try to get every impression up to uh, my meat wad. I mean, <laughs> your meat wad, you, your Vin Diesel. <laughs> my perfect Vin Diesel. Uh, which, I mean, with this new, you know, uh, this new uh, supposedly final Fast of the Furious coming out, I, uh, you know, I'll be busting out more and more as we get closer to that fateful day that everyone is waiting uh, and with bated breath. I mean, I can't wait. Then I can finally sit down and watch all ten of them. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. I'd be like, I'll I need never to know break how- up my family, Aquaman. Love that, <laughs> Love that part you. from the trailer. That was it. He, yeah, he called him a sea sucker for some reason. And uh, what? Then, it, yeah, then it looked like an episode of Burn Notice. So I don't know what's <laughs> going on with 
the, the, the Fast and the Furious, but that trailer wasn't that great. That's right, I, I love, said it. I love your seal sucker suit. It's so smart. Jason Momoa, I mean Aquaman, I mean whatever your name is, I mean Jason. <laughs> ah, yes. I should take this on the road. Watch out. Uh, you should. You know, Catskill comedy act. I'm going to get, I'm, just wait, I'll have a Vegas residency and who will be laughing then? I'll I tell won't. you who. Bill Diesel. <laughs> He's going to come after me after the show, and he's just like, Usually I don't like people to do impressions of me, but this one was spot on. <laughs> Say I'm good. Cool. <laughs> it's like listening in a mirror. All right, just uh, delighted at my own bullshit. Uh, I think you delighted yourself. I got a uh, boost in confidence. I am really good. Anything great. we do afterwards well, is that's just it. gravy. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. That's the end of the episode. Now, uh, you mentioned in your intro mm-hmm. uh, that we got uh, some questions from the Discord. Um, we have three pressing questions. I wrote them all down here. Uh, to ask you, John, and this is thanks to one of, you know, listen, our Discord is just blowing up. People are having a great time. It's a party every day there. Um, Mm -hmm. That's right. But this one comes from Heather from our Discord. Uh, John, what are your thoughts on this season of Picard? Well, I thought it was long, arduous, and as boring as every other episode of Star Trek Next Generation. Ooh. Um, yeah. Now, John, we should uh, clarify that you have not seen the season of Picard. That is correct. But I'm just okay. taking, I'm just, uh, you know, limb, leap. That's what I'm doing. That's, that's what I'm doing right here. I'm just. Yeah, you're you're taking an educated guess. Well, I have to tell you, I couldn't disagree more. This season of Picard, I will tell you without spoiling it. Please. That it was pure TV magic. Dingers from beginning to end, um, but it follows two very weird previous seasons. I think I said this in the uh, uh, in the Discord itself, but if you don't know, Star Trek Picard is a new Star Trek series that's on the Paramount streaming network, uh, Paramount Plus, and uh, it has gone through three different showrunners over the course mm-hmm. of its. Uh, over the course of its uh, like three season run, and mm. so each season is like its own separate thing. <laughs> it's like you don't even really have to watch them in order. And in fact, I think, well, <clears throat> I would maybe say watch the second season just because it is just the wild one of the wildest things you've ever seen put to uh, uh, you know put to film. But uh, uh, so, so you're so okay though, honestly. What you just told me there was, you could watch the third season and skip the other two and be okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's like some, there are some plot points that are lifted from the first seasons, but in general, actually there's like a lot of retconning going on and (laughs) a lot of like almost making fun of the previous seasons that the third season does. Uh, But the third season is just pure... 
It's just like the it's it's fantastic. If you like Star Trek: The Next Generation at all, you're gonna love the third season of Picard. Mm-hmm. It, it's it is cruel because it took them three seasons to figure it out, and now it's gone forever. <laughs> so it's like. It's like, oh, cool, great, thanks. I'm so glad that you were, I was, felt like, now I feel like we were treading water for two seasons and now I finally got what I wanted and clearly everybody <laughs> else wanted. But then, then it's like, it, it's over though, forever. Bye forever. Thanks, the plus. Thanks, Paramount Plus. Well, I mean, I guess, you know, you finally got it. And, and props to Terry Metalis, who was the showrunner for the third season and clearly was just like, hey, w- I got a crazy idea. Why don't we give Star Trek fans what they would like? <laughs> Instead of just like deep questions about morality and the origin of the Federation and Picard's role and blah, 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 blah. Uh, so there you go. Totally Fan- worth it. Great stuff. Fans want C-SPAN in space. Yeah. No, that's, <clears throat> that's the uh, yeah. prequels. That's... Uh, yeah. C-SPAN in space was all the all yeah. the, the Senate parts from Star Wars, but uh, this no, is very no. much... Uh, I, I remember Star thing. Trek Next Next Generation uh, was Star Trek Next Generation. C-SPAN in space. In space. It's not... No one debates. There's only a few Lawyer Picard episodes where he, uh, he puts on his lawyer More than cap. one. More than one. That's all I'm saying. You don't need to have more than one. But it's Seven not like seasons. If you have more than one, that means just about one and one a season at least. C-SPAN. That's court TV in space. in space. C-SPAN in space is is literally like the showing the business of the Senate, and that's yeah, what we got what, in those early yeah, uh, Star Wars. No, I would say that's what I got every episode I watched of Next Gen. But I will say, <laughs> how many seasons of Next Gen could you have possibly watched if that was true? We got the best of both worlds. The where where uh, Picard turns into Lucutus of Borg. That was appointment television. It ended on Riker being like fire, and then we had to wait a whole freaking summer to find out what it happened. And guess what? It missed or something, or it didn't didn't miss. It was just like it was ineffective. So there was a bit, a lot of waiting for. Uh, no, they had to wait like till a... they had quorum for the torpedo to finally hit them, and it didn't. Yeah. No, what? That's not how Star Trek works. Yeah, that's how I think it works. I remember what I saw. <laughs> but I will uh, say your your thoughts. Um, Picard was the talk of the party from a, a few of my friends who were here. They're like. Just skip, just skip the two. Just watch the third. And I was just like, "Well, okay, I'll think about it." And then I really thought about it. And then I said, "No, I made one promise first, first. So I said I would watch the second season of Discovery. So that's what I'm doing. So even though I know it doesn't interconnect at all, and I don't need to do this, I said I'd watch that as Star Trek first. So uh, uh, the Paramount Plus stuff. So." That's what I will do. So I've been well. You have strange new worlds in your future, then, and that's exciting. Yeah, and you know what? I really like the guy who plays Pike and Mm -hmm. um, Anson Mount. Yeah, he's a great captain. I really, I really, or as Jess calls him, handsome Mount. (laughs) 
Yeah, I think that's fair. He's a certainly <laughs> good. He's certainly a handsome individual. Yep, <laughs> I call him Captain Daddy. Of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, that tracks. <laughs> so I'm like that, and that's kind of where I want to get to because everyone who's was telling me about Picard, they're like, "Oh man, third season's the best season. It's so good." All mm. the praise. Yeah, it just kind of went into some sort of amorphous sound. They eventually got to. Everyone was just like, "Oh yeah, you'll like uh, Strange New Worlds." They're like, because some of them have known me for ever in a day. And this will probably be the next question that you'll ask, and then I'll get into it. But they're like, yeah, Strange New Worlds, you like it. And they're also like, Lower Decks, you should watch it. And yeah, yeah. Lower Decks is also very good. Um, but uh, you mentioned it, John. The second question from Heather from the Discord is, what is your favorite Star Trek series? So... I believe I have answered this before, um, but I make no allusions to it. Deep Space Nine is my favorite Star Trek series. I always thought uh, it was Star Trek Enterprise. Yeah, that's a close second. That is it's a close second. We're gonna fly in a submarine through space, even though it looks newer than the Enterprise from the original yeah. series. But let's stand up over that. And we got of... Vulcans who are oily all the time. You're gonna go here. And you... A lot of, lot of Dell monitors on Star Trek <laughs> Enterprise, but uh, Deep Space Nine is your numero uno? Yeah, like, I, I grew up on reruns of the original series, and then, you know, Next Gen. When I did watch, I didn't watch all of it, um, because, to be, to be fair, I, I found the earlier episodes fairly boring, and so I just, like, would hop in and hear... You know, hop in in there, and they definitely have some killer episodes on Next Gen. But the original series was what I grew up watching the reruns on. Really dug it, but then Deep Space Nine just gave me something like different that still felt like Star Trek, but you know, all within one area. It sucks that like this was being created at the same time as uh, Babylon Five, where everyone had ideas like that, but. The way like Deep Space Nine ramps up into the Jemadar War is just uh, wonderful. Yeah, it's just mm -hmm. brutal. It's just brutal. Like it was like th that. That to me was like the level where Star Star Trek got real. It's like, oh, there's some serious shit out here. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? And finally, I think <laughs> Worf became like the Worf I wanted. I always felt like on Next Gen he was always like tamed Worf, but then. Mm -hmm. like, on Deep Space Nine, I thought he had a lot more room to play. Um, yeah, the one of the running jokes on uh, Star Trek The Next Generation was that Worf, they would always have him try to open a door because he, you know, Klingons have enhanced strength compared to humans, and so he would always be like, uh, Worf, try to open this door, and then he, could, he just never could. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> his greatest enemy was doors. Yeah, he's like fulcrum. A hinge. <laughs> a handle. Yeah, but These yeah, no. are my greatest enemies. T today is a good day to creak. Um, but uh, so Deep Space Nine. That's yeah. number one. Yeah, I mean, I could give you, I can give you the current order. Of oh, all yeah, of well, go for it. All right, so it's Deep Space Nine, the original series. Mm -hmm. Next gen, uh, uh, Discovery, then Voyager. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that tracks. Enterprise isn't even on the list. I, I really—that's <laughs> just oh. 
Well, I have uh, I have here, John, uh, a ranking of all ten uh, Star Trek shows that I could remember. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so I'm just gonna rattle them off real quick. Number one, uh, we are very alike in this regard. It's Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. Uh, number two, Star Trek: The Next Generation. Number three, Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. Number four, Star Trek: Lower Decks. Number five, Star Trek: Picard. Number six, Star Trek: Discovery. Number seven, Star Trek Voyager. Number eight, Star Trek The Original Series. And number nine, Star Trek Enterprise. And number ten, Star Trek Prodigy, which is an animated show that's not for me. Yeah, I don't agree with your ranking on where the original series sits, but everything else maybe tracks, I guess, for you. The original series is good, and I, I grew up watching it as well. I find it harder to go back to those episodes than really watch and enjoy them than when I was a kid. So this isn't like a legacy sort of like I'm taking into account when I saw it sort of thing. This is just how I feel about it now. And, you know, Star Trek, the original series is something I just don't go back to all that often. Uh, even though, you know, it is filled with like haunted characters and aliens and situations and fun sets and, and all sorts of stuff like that. So uh, it has plenty of great episodes, but, you know, there aren't a lot of them. Didn't, nice. it, you know, it, it got canceled pretty pretty uh soon after it started oh no exactly that's why i I dig it so much it's just like i think three seasons i want to just go off the top of my head i think they got i think you're right and that was enough and put it like this i can't watch that cartoon the original series cartoon no you want to talk about (laughs) you want to talk about well because you know it was just like hey it's a cartoon it's star trek i like both let me check it out It was like <laughs> Dramamine for kids. I was just like, this is the boringest damn cartoon I've ever seen in my life. Uh, oh, yeah, so bad. But the, the original series always had a place in my heart. But, uh, yeah, I've not seen Strange New Worlds. So, you know, this list could change. But, deep, I, I mean, here, this is how much I like Deep Space Nine. I went to a Star Trek convention with my friend Jeff. They had a auction area where people could auction on, you know, Star Trek stuff. And uh, one of the things I, I got was a Worf commemorative plate signed by Michael Dorn. That's and awesome. I got, and I got that for like 25 bucks. And I was just like, Whoa, what, what a steal. It was a straight steal. And then they had this huge banner from the Hilton it, from Las Vegas, you know, when they had the Star Trek uh, area at the Hilton. The Star there. Trek experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they had these huge banners that had like all the different shows. Well, one of them had Deep Space Nine on it. I I bid and I won that banner. That thing is in Kurt. It's too big for anywhere in my house to display because uh-huh. it's meant to hang from a roof of a hotel. <laughs> but, sure. But it is currently in my storage unit because that's wow. how much I was like Deep Space Nine. Yes, I will bid on it. It only cost me like a hundred bucks. I was like, yes, I want. That's a pretty good deal. I was just like, this thing's obscene. I want that. So I want it, but easy. Because I also had the Define on it, and that was that's my favorite. And you know what? Call me basic or call me, oh, you like shit. But the Define is <laughs> probably my, probably one of my, it is my favorite Starfleet ship. Sure. And yeah. I I just love the way it looks and just badass and everything about it was cool. Maybe maybe it was too like too metal for most Star Trek fans, but 
I think I think there's a lot of love for the Defiant. The Defiant's a, an awesome little ship. Uh, it's not, you know, I don't think it's traditionally the sort of uh, iconic shape language that you associate with Star Trek. Yeah, not it's missing the nacelles and the the saucer section and everything. But uh, uh, but a, a great ship. You know, I really love the the Discovery in terms of like the way. It's a, that's it's a, a good it's ship. A handsome. It's a handsome ship. Yeah, I would say so too. Especially watching, uh, so full transparency, I watched the first season of Discovery uh, when it all damn near came out. It was like, oh, this thing sucks. I can't watch this show anymore. <laughs> yep. And you and a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, a I very can't, similar I, opinion about it. It was just too, uh, too, um, just too chaotic. To sure. like it was it was like again trying to do sexy Star Trek and I didn't, I didn't need that um, at all in a weird way. Um, but the ship I always thought the design was pretty good. But seeing it from like this uh, second season because I'm about six episodes in and you know do, doing the whole spore drive and all that stuff, I was like, oh, that's a pretty cool looking ship. It's it's it it's definitely on probably in the top ten, I would say. Yeah, for me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots yeah. of good stuff. You want to watch third season of Picard has a lot of great ships in it. So, uh-huh. uh, <clears throat> and certainly the Enterprise that is featured in Strange New Worlds is cool too. Um, is, is it like uh, Abrams' take on the Enterprise? More no, the original series no. take? Like, like it's yeah. no. Help, help no, me, they, help they me. did some weird stuff to that uh, Abrams Enterprise. I like those Abrams movies, but the the choices that they made with the proportions of that ship are not great. Yeah, uh, I mean, it does look like they only fit like five people in it sometimes. Strange New Worlds is more like an updated original series design. Has some, Perfect. You know, there are just some more, a few modern elements that make it not look like a, you know, a very simplistic model from uh, right. way back when, but uh, it's a good, it's a good ship design. There's a lot yeah. of, I really love, in general, I love Star Wars, or Star Wars. I love Star <laughs> Wars. In general, I love Star Trek ships. I love Starfleet ships in particular, uh, and Klingon. I think Star Starfleet and Klingon probably have the best looking ships, in my opinion. Romulans are a close third, I think, yep, with yep. their their warbirds look cool. Um, but I just love that the, the whole saucer section with the nacelles is just such a what an idea, what a crazy, uh, what a crazy design that that has become so iconic. It's hard to. Hard to imagine that that would have lasted. And someone wasn't just like, "What's this stupid thing? Could oh, <laughs> I cut got... a pizza with it or what? This is dumb." Well, and some, pro- you know, and some of the merch you get, yes, yes, you can yeah. cut a pizza with it. But uh, yeah, you have your R.I.P. Think Geek. Yeah, oh, I, I have the uh, funeral music, but I won't play it. It's, okay, it's good. Not that yeah. hard. <laughs> uh, what's your? What is your favorite Enterprise? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, I like the. Um, I really love the Enterprise from uh, Wrath of Khan, um, with the sort of the non light up, more rectangular nacelles. Uh, I'm a big fan of that one. Um, I, I have a, a special place in my heart for the Enterprise D. I know it's like weird and sort of swoopy shapes, and it's and it's got a really wide, sort of stretched out nacelle. But it's really, I really love the crap out of that one. Um, 
So hard to, you know, hard to make that choice between the the classic or the classic movie Enterprise and then the uh, the Enterprise D. Um, I mean, the Enterprise D is such a departure. It's you know, it's just so much bigger than the standard D for departure. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, it's very good impression of me. I know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But uh, I feel like you have more to say about this, and I want to hear it. No, it's just that that's all I was asking. Asking. Yeah, I don't. I don't really have a, a favorite version of the enterprise i mean i guess the i mean the original series holds a place in my heart but it's not like the most stellar of designs and i'm not necessarily certainly not no. you know and the d I, I, i'm not i don't know i just felt like someone watched voltron and they're like we need this thing to split apart it'll be so cool and i, I wasn't a fan <laughs> the saucer of section rarely separates from the battle bridge <laughs> I know, but it's all that often. I know, but it hasn't. It felt like, you know, and I, I, if I remember correctly, they do that in the first fucking episode. Um, Encounter at Farpoint? Yeah, I, I, they I did. think you might be right. They certainly play, They when it, when it does happen, it certainly happens for a long time. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, we need to disconnect. And then you see the little. The locks come down, and it's like, hold on, don't shoot us, please. (laughs) Don't shoot us. Hey, bear with us. Bear with us. It's almost ah, it's disconnected now. We're ready. We're good. Oh, he's gone. Yeah, you're in trouble. I mean, I do like the Enterprise from Wrath of Khan, but uh, don't tell me about it. I was more of a fan of the USS Reliant from Wrath of Khan. Oh, you like the? I love that ship. I uh, love that ship design. I don't know what it is about it. It just, I, th- that is probably my number two favorite Starfleet ship. And yeah. then three is the Delta Flyer, huh. because we all know how much of a fan of Voyager I am. So that is the, okay. <laughs> the Delta Flyer. You mean the shuttle that Tom yeah. Paris created with Borg technology from Voyager. Very cool, very cool. So yeah. you're a uh, you're a fan of the Miranda class, which is yes. of course the uh, the class of the the, the USS Reliance. Yeah, I do like I like that's the interesting. It doesn't have like a it doesn't have like a, a dedicated kind of like fuselage or or engineering section. It just kind of is just a saucer and nacelles with that little thing up top that top. fires the photon torpedoes. Yeah, like I, I don't know if I'd want to put my missiles on top like that, but I really do just dig how this one looks. And then it's like, then after a while, you can just kind of pick whatever. Um, ship-wise, Voyager is a cool ship design. It's just too bad the show that it was attached to. Oh, <laughs> I just keep, I'm keep bragging on Voyager. I'm sure it's fine. Voyager has a lot of good stuff. Sure, I like sure. there's there's a lot of Voyager I like quite a lot. Uh, it doesn't work for me as like a to- Neelix to- totality. Yeah, Neelix is you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> there's not a ton. All of, right, I won. Thank you. Yeah, there's not a ton of uh, redeeming qualities about Neelix. I think he gets kind of a bad rap. Uh, the actor does a lot with very little. Sure, um, sure. 
it is weird that when we first meet him, he's with his like uh, I don't know his partner Kess, and she they're like she's three. <laughs> the the Okapa they uh they age weird. She's three years old. They really hit that a lot. And you're like, mm, can you stop reminding me of this? <laughs> I'm, this makes me feel weird. Arguably, it, it does nothing for the show whatsoever to know this. So like, just uh, it's cool. Just cool. Yeah, just cool. there were yeah. a lot of people working on that show. Some of them didn't always have like the you know didn't really always have the best uh, intentions for the people on that show. Uh, you know, uh, people left that show <laughs> because of you know people in the production group. So not all the decisions were great. Do, do any of them show? Up, do any of them show up on Picard? Uh, any of the people who left the show or no, any on, of the, uh, on Voyager, any of the main cast on Voyager show up on Picard at all. Yeah. yeah oh, is. cool. All right. Hopefully it's Chakotay. Um, it's not. God damn it. I'm <laughs> sorry to tell you. <laughs> Chakotay. <laughs> oh yeah. You're a Chakotay fan. Chakotay yeah. is kind of a great character. It, yeah, it is. There were the guy who they brought on to do cultural consulting about uh, about the Native American aspect to Chicote turned out to be like a fraud. Of course. <laughs> so, it's so like pretty much all the stuff on there that has to deal with uh, it's just wrong. With, it's just wrong and like really problematic considering like the what came out about this guy afterwards. Like he was just like. He was just like the the Rachel Dolezal of his time. Let's just oh, say. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, and, say no, say no more. Say no more. But that being said, you know, I think that it's like at the same time, it still is. People still have a lot of affection for that character, um, and uh, I think Robert Beltran did a really good job with what he was given. Uh, I like Jacote as well. And I like the I like the whole aspect of the fact that he was Maquis, and then like they had to integrate the two crews, the Starfleet and the Maquis, together to to try to get home. And it's interesting. I, I like that aspect of Voyager quite a bit. I like Janeway as well. I think I think she's a cool captain. It took it took way too long for me to like Janeway. Yeah, what was your problem with Janeway? Why didn't you like Janeway? I liked her from the I liked her from the get go. Something about. Uh, so that about her was like, ah, this is cool. <laughs> See, I, well, so this is going to be very shallow, but uh, this mm. is a chill cast, so why not? Okay. They're in the first episode when, you know, they made Voyage fly over, then they get knocked over to the Delta Quadrant. That right, ship gets all tussled and people get thrown around. It's Star Trek. That's what happens. Yeah. So her hair was like a mess. And she had to like go to like sick bay or something like that. And there's a whole part where you see her fixing her hair before she goes to sick bay. I'm just like, I don't know if a captain would do that. <laughs> you took issue with the fact that she stopped to 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 get to make sure her hair was in place. Yeah, I was just like, nah, just get in there, Janeway. Just get in there. <laughs> like, you know, don't be don't be afraid of this. Um, but then, like the last episode with the whole uh, uh, spoiler alert. I'm and nothing much. Just like going to get like the the Borg armor and all that stuff. I was like, okay, Janeway, you're okay in my book. 
it took you yeah. seven seasons and this <laughs> and the final episode for me to go like yeah all right you're all right but, yeah i'm a big janeway fan i like the voyager i used to like the voyager ship design a lot too uh i but i have it's kind of shovel-shaped nacelle or sorry saucer section has kind of fallen out of favor with me in recent years though i I guess at at the time, I liked the fact that it looked more aerodynamic and sleek, and I liked the fact that the nacelles, uh, yeah, that the, they moved at all was very interesting to me. So I gave it. I think that like I I let that sort of carry me and 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 influence my like of it. But I look back at it now, and it just kind of looks like it. I don't think it looks bad necessarily, but I I think it's like too thick overall, like the. It doesn't have like a proper neck between like the you know the the uh, hull and the the saucer section. It's kind I of melted you. together. I, I don't know. You. It's not my favorite design of a ship. It's got uh, that Paul Bear waddle underneath it. That just, little like, does. <laughs> it's little got a real. Th- it's got a real. Um, it's got a real like yeah wrestler neck. <laughs> to yeah. it that it's that it's not uh it's not my favorite but i do like um the voyager theme song quite a bit it's one of my like it's not bad. voyager it's good and it's not bad yeah and deep space nine i think both have like my favorite some of my favorite theme songs of uh of kind of tv trek i know that you know tng is classic but there's something about that, you know, when that comet comes by on Deep Space Nine and you hear the, like the little tinkling of the ice crystals as you or the camera passes through it. Um, and that is just very magical. And uh, with Voyager, it ends on this note that goes, da, 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 da. And I always, <laughs> I've made up lyrics to it. And that's, it ends with, that's the name of the show. Because <laughs> that's when the, the show name comes up. That's fair. Uh, yeah. That's yeah, fair. so that's fun. Um, yeah. But lots of lots of Star Trek hot takes going on. But, uh, John, we have one more question from our Discord, from Heather. All right. What things, John, do you like to connect? I'm Or connect. To collect, I'm going to go first real quick because mine's got a much shorter answer. I like to collect games that I do not finish. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, John. True uh, words have not been spoken. Yep, that's a, that's a real from the heart answer. But, John, I would love to hear what are the things that you like to collect? Because if you if you out there listening to this were part of our Discord, you could have seen a, just a fraction of John's collection when he posted a picture uh, not that long ago. Um, but you're a you're a fairly prolific collector. What are the things that you are into collecting? Yeah, I like. Um, well, I, I collect all things kind of, um, you know, like pop culture, but more importantly, things that resonate with me. So, they're, so not really any full collections of any one thing. So there's a lot of statues. Just overview. A lot of statues. A lot of figures. Uh, art books, uh, graphic novels, uh, regular books, uh, role-playing game books, and a lot of prints uh, on my walls. And, you know, some original art, some real high-value prints, some stuff that I just, uh, games that I've worked on in the past. Uh, I don't know. It's really a, my, my office is really like a uh, a shrine to me. 
in a weird mm-hmm. way and all the things I like. Um, yeah, figure-wise, it goes across the gambit. I don't really, I'm not really a figure-size snob. You probably have so a couple gambits, too. I probably, I do. I have one, I have one, no. No, no. no? So I took the gambit. Yeah, 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 No, I took the gambit, and I actually started um, kit-bashing him to make one of my old role-playing game characters. So I do not have so- a gambit. <laughs> You disassembled the gambit. Was this an expensive gambit or was this a a little little cheapy gambit? A little little $20 $20 gambit. Nothing, nothing. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I I thought you were taking a Hot Toys part. Oh, Lord. No, no, no. And I was like, Moshal. No, no, no. The The Hot Toys, the Mezco, the Hot Toys, and the Super 7s are all the high on the, in the Moffex's. Yeah, okay. I have a fair amount of in the Mythic Legions shit. I, every Uh-oh. time I think I'm like every time I think I'm out of a toy line and get back there. Those are like my premium ones though, and I, I definitely would not kit bash any of them. Though I've been tempted to take the fat suit out of my Mandalorian figure just so he's a little, little more little has a little more posability, but no, just leaving him as is. Um hmm. Yeah, but like, if, yeah, I have a, I, I am as a wrestling term, I'm a mark for the Mandalorian, like Din Djarin's character and all that stuff. So I have multiple versions of them in here. I've like, now I'm up to you three hot toys of Din. I have a one fourth scale statue that sits right next to the razor crest that, uh, I, uh, backed and then they uh, promptly blew it up like a week later. After I backed to buy it, um, but I love the ship. <laughs> I love the character. I have sections devoted to GI Joe, like literally GI Joe and Cobra. So they have their two things. I have a few uh, GI Joe prints on my wall too, including a, a custom drawn piece of Scarlet from a uh, artist I used to work with on a game. Very uh, cool. Yeah, I have uh, Skeletor statues, He Man figures. Uh, like it really is a, a veritable cornucopia of things I collect. I have a, I have a, a cube. I love, uh, fighting video games specifically. Mm-hmm. I literally have a cube that is just devoted to my favorite fighting game characters. So I pick one from each like fighting game that I really enjoy and I put them in there. So like right now I have Dimitri from dark stalkers. I have Chun-Li from, um, Street Fighter, and then I have King from Tekken, and I saw that Mitsurugi's coming out, so I'll get him for uh, Soul Calibur. Very cool. Uh, is there when you say a cube? What do you mean? What is that? It's like a, a, little, a glass little, cube, or no? Nah, this one's open air. It's a little little cubby, little little, little cubby hole that oh, has see. that has just like a light overhead that yes, I can turn on and obviously, but a little light that I can display it if I want to shine it on that. And I have a few of them around the office. Um, geez, Mezco's there's multiple versions of Superman, multiple versions of Batman, but, uh, Mezco also does this whole rumble society thing, which is like their own custom characters. And they have a lot of pulp inspired type characters and, those who really know me know that I love like pulp comics and pulp books. So, oh sure, yeah. I had to pick those up. I have. I mean, you name it. I've got probably something from it. My door, 
my the the closet that's in the office here on it has all my wasteland weekend like gear for the most part has the helmet and the gauntlets that i would wear down there yeah for Uh, those of you who are not aware uh john was part of a you made an original character inspired by I would say the aesthetics of Mad Max and uh, you used to go to a festival in the desert mm-hmm. with your friends. Uh, you all had custom characters and storylines and at one point a tricked out wasteland vehicle. You were yeah. you were all very invested in this very cool sounding thing. Yeah, that vehicle you could it, it was in a Mercedes Benz commercial. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the famous, uh, <laughs> famous vehicle. It was a, a limousine uh, that you had, you and your compatriots had had tricked out uh, mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. look as if it had come straight from the post-apocalypse. It did. It did. Yeah, I mean, it sounded like it too because we uh, don't tell anybody, but we put the gas tank in the trunk, and you're not supposed to do that. Well, but that we did it anyway. Mighty dangerous. <laughs> I guess we're kind of lucky to be, uh, to be talking to you today with uh, driving around with a, t- <laughs> a I mean, tank look, of gas in your truck. Jay Leno didn't mind, so why would I? It was also it was also featured on Jay Leno's Garage. Mm, well, yeah, I yeah. I got some news for you about Jay Leno. <laughs> yeah, I heard. I heard. I know. You he might not be. He might not be the number one source on how not to be set on fire. I knew you were going to go there. Listen, Jay, we love you if you're listening, and we know that you are. Uh, You know what? These are all jokes. Yeah, that's all this is. That's all it is. Right? If anyone would get a joke, it would be the jokester himself, uh, Jay Leno. Plus, he's fine, and he's out there touring and, and he's doing great. Looks great. So, yeah, uh, jokes aren't funny. So we're okay. Oh, wait, <laughs> did I say that out loud? I mean, it's oh, fine. No. Ooh, eject, eject. Um, that's a, a lot of art. I have a, art on all the walls, like a lot of art from my favorite characters. Uh, in front of me, for example, I have the four. Um, it's a take on Alphonse Muka uh, Mucha. The uh, the Art Nouveau painter. Uh-huh. Yeah, he okay. has a very f- mm-hmm. Muka. Thank you. He has a very famous Four Seasons that he sure, did. Sure, yeah, the most so, famous. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, I would say so. I have the DC version of that from Adam Hughes. Oh, that's terrific. So it's uh, Supergirl, Wonder Woman, Zatanna, and Batgirl, and so that's like. On my wall in front of me, right next to it, is a picture that I, I won off of Jim Lee's Twitch stream. Of, it's not the best Flash at all. It's from the movie Flash, but it's a Jim Lee original <laughs> piece, so I'll take it. Um, yeah, Jim Lee's a Jim Lee's a Jim Lee. Yeah, I also have a, a George Perez sketch that I got for Christmas one year of Batgirl. Amazing, uh, R.I.P. Yep, R.I.P. I have, uh, you know, uh, prints that have been signed by Neil Adams. I have your, mm-hmm. you got me the Skeletor figure breakdown poster that's on my wall. Brilliant. Um, yeah, it's just, and then I have behind me a wall of autographs. So I collect those two from like, you know, people I meet. Uh, so I have uh, Martin Sheens. I have uh, Jason David Frank. 
Uh, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. the Green Power Ranger. I have his signature for dog face because why not? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, and I just like I said, I just collect. I don't know things that remind me of uh, simpler times, things that I really enjoy, stories that I enjoy, or things that I've, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be able to work on too. So it's 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 kind of a you know veritable cornucopia of stuff in this office. What a what a wonderful collection. I don't mean to put you on the spot, John, but if you were yeah. only able to keep five figures, do you have? Do you know those right off? If someone was like, "Give me all your figures except five of them for some reason," and you could choose which five those are, uh, I do. Wh- I do. Great, let, well, hit us with it. Okay, so well, the first one would be uh, it's a Skeletor statue that Tanya bought for me oh. as a, as a gift. Um, I absolutely love it. It's a, it's not one of a kind, obviously, because they mass produced it. But I just love the way it's looked, the details, everything. That would be one. Uh, another one would be a bust from. Um, for those, like I said, I like fighting games. Uh, Kuma is one of my favorite characters in Street Fighter. Uh, I was right, fortunate. Yeah. Akuma Matata. Akuma Matata means no Hadouken. Uh, for the rest of your days. Anyway, I was very fortunate to meet uh, some members of the fighting game community out there, like some well-known people, and I was gifted a Shinakuma bust that is actually the artist-proof version of it. So it's not even... Yeah, it's just... It's so cool. and It's been on my shelf of evil forever. Uh, So that's it. I have a Conan Mezgo that I absolutely love and adore. Sword and sorcery, sword and board. Um, a She-Hulk prototype uh, pop figure. So wow. it's So instead of it being... Uh, and I got that just randomly. So that would be that. And then... Well, I got to turn around. Number... This is the final one you can keep. This one's tough. Very tough. Super you're surveying tough. them. You're surveying I, them now. You're stalling for time. We, we're, John. I, had, I hate to break it to you, but we need an answer. Uh, I don't. I, that one is tough. This one's a lot tougher. Um, well, someone made a. You know, I'm going to pick all sen- sentimental things. Someone. Uh, it doesn't look like me, but I appreciate the effort. Uh, someone got a bobblehead of me. With the Superman shirt, so I take that. Just that's, <laughs> that's a great choice. All right, you heard it here, folks. The top five figures John would keep if forced to keep five figures that he could choose. <laughs> a very standard, a very logical uh, question to ask. Um, the uh, Deep Space Homer is looking kind of cool. Uh, I know it would be something where you would you would choose all of these five, and then you would. Every day you would look at them and just be like, why couldn't you be Deep Space Homer? That's the one. That's the one I wanted. Why did I give you up? Uh, um, Well, that's that's great. It's uh, fantastic, John. And I think a great place to end this episode on... Uh, so I hope you enjoy this chill cast. I hope that it has inspired you to come be on the Discord so you can ask us questions too. We'll do this again. This was great. 
<laughs> I think I, uh, it was very fun sort of uh, interviewing each other and uh, to think that someone out there might be interested in hearing these answers, I think uh, just fills me with all sorts of joy. Um, so thank you to Heather for writing these questions. And, yes, indeed. Uh, and thank you, John, for your very candid answers. Um, and, uh, I think that's going to do it for us this week. I hope you enjoyed listening to the show. We sure as heck enjoyed making it for you. So without further ado, here is the thing we like to say at the end of every episode. First off, we are going to have to thank, not have to, we want to thank Burton M6 for the incredible music on our show. Uh, check his Fiverr page out. The link is in our show notes. Just click that Pico link and you have access to all the different ways to get in touch with us. We've got uh, Instagram, we got Twitter, we got Gmail, and we've got a Discord too where all the fun is going on all the time. And of course, uh, what we like to say at the end of every episode, however you choose to listen to us wherever you are out there, we hope that you are feeling happy and we hope that you are feeling healthy. And if you're not, that's okay too. But we hope that this episode brought you a little bit of joy. And I'm going to pass it over to John for the final word before we say goodbye. Remember, folks, it's been a long road getting from there to here. It's been a long time, but my time is finally near. I will see my dreams come alive at last. I will touch the sky. sky. (laughs) (laughs) And they're not going to hold me down no more. No, they're not going to change my mind. Take my pie. (laughs) No, they're not going to hold me down. There you go. Because I got faith in that. It's so bad. Anyway, everyone have a good week. Be good to each other. Hey, thank you for tuning in to all my super fans. Hope you coming back again. Got a shout out to Fresca. I know you riding with me as we pull up in the Hyundai Delhi City. <laughs> you want the hype? I gotcha. Gotta keep it locked right here on Pop Saga. Woo! Pop Saga, let's go. 